Once upon a time, in a faraway land, there was a fisherman. He had a brother who was also a fisherman, and they lived near a great big lake. They had a fishing boat, and they'd go out in their boat onto this big lake and catch fish and sell them. No, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you a fairy story this time. This is going to be another true story. But it did happen once upon a time, that is, almost two thousand years ago, and it was in a faraway land, a land that is clear around the other side of the world from where I live. The fisherman's name was Simon, but we usually know him as Peter, and later I'll tell you why. And the fisherman's brother's name was Andrew. And the big lake is the Sea of Galilee in the land of Israel. And this is going to be another true story from the Bible. Peter and his brother Andrew became apostles of Jesus. I'll tell you about that in a few minutes. We'll find Simon Peter's story in the New Testament, mostly in the four Gospels: Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And in the Book of Acts. By the way, did you know that Matthew, who wrote the Book of Matthew in the Bible, also became an apostle as well as Peter? And did you know that Mark, who wrote the Book of Mark, also knew Peter? In fact, many people think that Mark got his information for writing it from Peter himself. And did you know that Luke, who wrote the books of Luke and Acts, went to Israel and talked to lots of people who had known Jesus and known Peter? And did you know that John, who wrote the books of John and Revelation, was Peter's fishing partner even before they became apostles? Remember, the Bible is a bunch of connected. True stories about real people in real places, isn't it? Anyway, today I'm going to tell you just what the Gospels say about Peter. Then the next time I'll tell you what the Book of Acts says about Peter. Otherwise, this will be way too long. Okay. Now, Peter's brother Andrew was a disciple of John the Baptist. Remember, a disciple is someone who learns from someone else, and Andrew was learning about God, and about the kingdom of heaven, and how to live for God from John the Baptist. I told you about John the Baptist another time, didn't I? Anyway, one day, Andrew went to his brother Simon Peter and said, "We've found the Christ." That is the Messiah. Remember, Christ and Messiah mean the same thing—the Anointed One in two different languages. And Andrew took Simon to Jesus. And when Jesus saw Simon, he said to him, "You are Simon, but you will be called Cephas." Now, Cephas is a Jewish word, and it means rock. So Jesus was giving Simon a nickname, sort of like calling him Rocky. 
But many people then spoke Greek, and the Greek word for rock is Petros. And the way we say Petros in English is Peter. You see, in those days, Jews often had two names, a Jewish name and a Greek name. So even though his real name was the Jewish name of Simon, he now had a Jewish nickname of Cephas. And his Greek nickname was Peter. Both nicknames mean sort of like Rocky. And that's how Simon got the name of Peter. So the Bible calls this fisherman by several different names. Peter, Simon, or Cephas. And often he is even called Simon Peter, both his Jewish name and his Greek nickname together. But I'll mostly call him just Peter. That's not too confusing, is it? Okay, let's go on. After they met Jesus, Peter and Andrew seemed to have spent the day with Jesus and then become followers, disciples of Jesus. Now, Jesus was living then in Galilee, up in the upper part of Israel. Peter lived in Galilee, too. This was near the big lake I told you about, the Sea of Galilee. And Jesus would teach the people about God and about the kingdom of heaven. Well, one day Peter and Andrew and their partners, James and John, who also had a boat, were out in their boats and were washing their fishing nets. And Jesus was standing by the Sea of Galilee teaching the people. But there were so many people trying to hear him that they were really crowding around Jesus. So Jesus got into Peter's empty boat and asked him to push it out into the water a little way. Then Jesus sat down on the boat and taught the people, and that way they could all see him and hear him. When Jesus was finished talking, he said to Peter, Go farther out in your boat and put your nets down to catch fish. Peter said, Master, we worked hard all night. We didn't catch anything at all. But since you said so, I'll do it. So that's what Peter did. He and Andrew went out into the Sea of Galilee and let their fishing nets down. And what do you think happened? Why, they caught so many fish that their nets began to break. Quickly they motioned to James and John to come help them. So James and John took their boat out too, and they began helping Peter and Andrew. And there were so many fish that both their boats began to sink. And they were all so astonished. Well, when they got to shore, Peter just fell down in front of Jesus and said to him, Go away from me, Lord, because I'm a sinful man. But Jesus said to Peter, Don't be afraid, Simon. From now on you're going to catch men. Of course, what Jesus meant was that Peter was going to tell people how to be saved from their sins and be able to go to heaven and how to live a life then that was pleasing to God. Well, I don't know if it were this time or a different time, but as Jesus was walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon Peter and Andrew casting a fishing net into the lake.
I don't know whether they were doing this to wash the net or to catch fish. Anyway, as they were casting their net, Jesus called to them, saying, Follow me. And right away Peter and Andrew left their nets and followed Jesus. A little farther on, Jesus saw James and his brother John with their father Zebedee. Jesus then called to James and John, too. And right away, James and John left their father and their boat, and they followed Jesus, too. They all knew that following Jesus was more important than anything else. A while after this, Jesus went with them to Peter's home. When they got there, Jesus saw Peter's mother-in-law, his wife's mother, lying there in bed. She was sick with a fever. Jesus just touched her hand, and right away she was well. No more fever. And then she got up and began waiting on them. I don't know if she got them dinner or just what. The Bible doesn't seem to say exactly what she did. Well, as I said, Peter had become one of the disciples of Jesus. He followed Jesus and learned about God from him. Peter saw Jesus perform many miracles, too. And after a while, Jesus chose twelve men from among his many disciples to be his apostles. Apostle means someone who is sent out to do something. One of the disciples that Jesus chose to be an apostle was Peter. And Jesus also chose Peter's brother Andrew and their partners James and John to be apostles. And Matthew and Thomas were also chosen by Jesus to be apostles, as well as six other men. I'll tell you more about Thomas another time. Jesus gave these twelve apostles the power to be able to heal all kinds of sick people. Jesus was going to send out these twelve men, these apostles, to tell people about the kingdom of heaven, that they should repent of their sins. So Peter and the other apostles went out from village to village, and they performed these miracles, and that way the people could know that they were sent from God and would listen to them. And Peter and the other eleven apostles were able to tell many people the gospel and about the kingdom of heaven and to repent of their sins, just as Jesus had told them to do. After that, Peter, James, John, Matthew, Thomas, and the others went back to Jesus and told him all that they had done. Well, one day Jesus performed a miracle by feeding 5,000 people with only five loaves of bread and two fish. That evening Jesus told Peter and his other apostles to get into the boat and start sailing across the Sea of Galilee. But Jesus, who is God the Son, stayed on the land by himself and prayed to God the Father. Well, there Peter and the others were out in the boat, but after the boat had got quite a ways from the shore, a great big wind came up, and it made big waves, and the wind was blowing the wrong way for them so they couldn't use their sails, and they were trying hard to row their boat. 
It was very late at night. And then Peter and the others saw Jesus walking on top of the stormy water toward them, and they were scared. And they shouted, It's a ghost! They were so scared. But Jesus just said to them, Be brave, it is I. Don't be afraid. And Peter said, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you on the water. And so Jesus said, Come. And then Peter had faith in Jesus, so he just got down out of the boat and started walking on top of the water toward Jesus. Imagine that! But then Peter felt the wind, and he got scared, and he began to sink into the water. Then Peter cried out, Lord, save me! And right away, Jesus reached out his hand and caught Peter and said to him, Oh, you of little faith, why do you doubt? And when Peter and Jesus reached the boat, they climbed in, and the wind died down, and the storm was over. Then they worshipped Jesus and said, You really are the Son of God. That was all a miracle, wasn't it? Of course, Jesus is God, so he can do anything, can't he? Well. Jesus continued traveling around, and Peter and the others went with him. And Jesus was teaching people about the kingdom of heaven and performing many miracles so people would know he was really from God the Father. Some people then believed in Jesus and were saved from their sins and would be able to go to heaven when they died. But other people did not believe in Jesus, and they didn't like what Jesus was teaching. And Peter and the eleven other apostles, and it seems, other people went around with Jesus. Even some women went with him to help them, and they all saw the miracles and heard Jesus teach. One day Jesus asked his disciples, Who do people say the Son of Man is? The Son of Man is one of the names that Jesus is called. They answered, Well, some people say you are John the Baptist, who was dead by then. Others say you are Elijah or Jeremiah or one of the prophets. These prophets had all lived hundreds of years before. Jesus said, Who do you say that I am? Well, Peter spoke up and said, You are the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And that was the right answer, wasn't it? And Jesus said to Peter, Blessed are you, Simon Peter, because people have not told you this. My Father in heaven has told you. Of course, God the Father didn't come right out and talk to Peter, but God had let Peter know that this was true. Well, then Jesus began trying to prepare his disciples for what was going to happen to him. You see, bad people were going to kill Jesus. But three days later, Jesus would be alive again and would stay alive. Of course, this was the real reason why Jesus, the Son of God, had come to earth, wasn't it? Jesus loves us so much 
that he was going to die on the cross and take the punishment for our sins for us and then rise from the dead. Then all we have to do is to believe this and turn to Jesus, ask him to forgive our sins, trust in him. And then when we die, we will go to heaven and be with him forever. But the disciples didn't understand all of this. And one day when Jesus was telling them this, Peter took him aside and said to him, No, Lord, this won't happen to you. But Jesus sort of scolded Peter and told him that he just didn't understand what God was going to do. Then Jesus said, Some of you who are standing here right now will see the Son of Man, that is Jesus, coming in his glory before you yourselves die. Now, what did Jesus mean by that, that some of them would see him in his glory before they died? Well, let's go on. We'll find out. <laughs> you see, about a week later, Jesus took just Peter and James and John with him and led them up onto a high mountain. The other disciples weren't with them. And then Jesus began to pray to God the Father. And as he was praying, guess what happened? Why, Jesus' face began to shine like the sun, and his clothes became as white as light and all shiny. And suddenly, right there before them, Moses and Elijah appeared and were talking with Jesus. Remember, Moses and Elijah had lived hundreds of years before and had been in heaven. But now they were talking with Jesus about the things that were going to happen to Jesus. Now Peter, James, and John had been very sleepy as this was happening. But they woke right up and they saw Jesus in his glory, just as Jesus had said. And they saw Moses and Elijah talking to him. And some way they knew this was really Moses and Elijah. Then, as Moses and Elijah were leaving Jesus, Peter evidently felt he had to say something. In fact, the Bible says they were so scared that Peter didn't really know what he was saying. So he just blurted out, Lord, it is good for us to be here. Let us put three shelters, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. And while Peter was still talking, a bright cloud came and surrounded them, and that scared them some more. And a voice came out of the bright cloud and said, This is my son whom I love. I am very pleased with him. Listen to him. Who was that talking out of the bright cloud? Yes. It was God the Father, and he was talking about Jesus, God the Son, wasn't he? Well, Peter and James and John were so very scared that they just fell down on their faces onto the ground. But Jesus went over and touched them and said, Get up, don't be afraid. So they looked up then, and guess what? Moses and Elijah were gone. 
the shiny cloud was gone. And the glory of Jesus was gone. He just looked like a regular man again. Well, then Jesus, with Peter and James and John, started going down the mountain again. And Jesus said to them, Don't tell anyone about what has happened here until I rise from the dead again. And they obeyed Jesus about this. Well, Peter and the others were with Jesus a while longer as he taught and performed miracles. As I've said before, these miracles proved that he was who he said he was, that he is God, that they should listen to him and believe what he said. Then it was finally time for Jesus to do what he'd come to earth to do. And again, what was that? Yes, Jesus, the Son of God, had come into the world as a man to die for our sins. And he was willing to do that because he loves us so very much. Well, the day before this was to happen, though, Jesus told Peter and John to go into Jerusalem and get the Passover dinner ready for them. So they did. We've talked about Passover before, haven't we? So that evening, Jesus and his twelve apostles were going to eat the Passover dinner together. Jesus got up and took off what would be sort of like his coat, and he wrapped a towel around his waist. Then Jesus poured some water into a basin, a sort of big bowl, and went around and began washing the disciples' feet, and then drying them with a towel. You see, in those days, people just wore sandals, and many of the streets were just made of dirt, so people's feet would get dirty and tired. So the polite thing to do when someone came to your house was for you either to wash their feet for them yourself or have a servant wash their feet. And here was Jesus, the Son of God, the leader and teacher of the apostles, washing their feet. He was doing what was considered a servant's work. Well, when Jesus came to Simon Peter, Peter said, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered, You don't understand what I'm doing now, but later you'll understand. Well, Peter was upset. Jesus was his master, not his servant. So Peter said, No, you're never going to wash my feet. Jesus said, If I don't wash you, then you can't have any part with me. Well, Peter wanted to be with Jesus to have part with him, so Peter said, Oh, then, Lord, don't wash just my feet, but wash my hands and head as well. But Jesus said, A man who's had a bath only needs to wash his feet. The rest of his body is clean. You are clean. So Peter let Jesus wash his feet. Then Jesus took the towel off and put his coat back on and went back and sat down. Then he explained about what he had just done to them. Jesus said, Do you understand? You call me your teacher and master, and I am. So if I am your master, 
and I wash your feet, shouldn't you wash each other's feet? No servant is greater than his master. You see, Jesus was telling his apostles that, yes, he was their master, and they were his servants. But they needed to remember what their master had done, and to be humble themselves, as Jesus had been humble, and to serve other people. And that's what we should all do, shouldn't we? If Jesus, the Son of God, could do a servant's job, then we shouldn't think we were too good to do things for others in the name of Jesus, should we? Anyway, back to Peter. As they were eating this Passover dinner, Jesus talked with his disciples. He said, One of you here is going to betray me. Eleven of the twelve apostles were very upset and didn't know which of them it could be. They didn't know that one of them, Judas Iscariot, had already agreed with the leaders to take them to Jesus so they could arrest him when there wasn't a crowd around. Peter said to John, who was next to Jesus, Ask him which one of us it will be. John asked him, and Jesus answered in a way that they apparently didn't understand. Anyway, soon after that, Judas Iscariot got up and left to betray Jesus, but the others didn't know that was the reason. Then Jesus told them, I won't be with you much longer. Where I'm going, you can't come. He meant that he was going to die soon, didn't he? Then Jesus said, I'm giving you a new command. Love each other. You should love each other the way I've loved you. Everyone will know that you're my disciples if you love each other. Peter asked Jesus, Lord, where are you going? Jesus said to Peter, You can't follow me where I'm going now, but later you will follow me. Of course, Jesus meant that later Peter would die. Peter still didn't understand and said, Lord, why can't I follow you now? Why, I would die for you. Jesus said, Would you really die for me, Peter? Why, this very night you will all fall away from me. Peter said, Even if everyone else falls away from you, I won't. Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, Simon, Satan is going to test you, but I've prayed for you, Simon, that your faith won't fail. Then when you've turned back, help your believing friends to be strong. Then Jesus said to Peter, Tonight, before the rooster crows two times, you yourself will say three times that you don't know me. But Peter just didn't believe this, so he said, Even if I have to die for you, I will never say I don't know you. And all the other disciples said the same thing, too. Well, they finished the Passover dinner, then they sang a hymn and left. They went outside of the city of Jerusalem while Jesus talked to them more, explaining things to them. When they got to the Mount of Olives outside the city, 
Jesus prayed for them that they would be strong. Then he took them to a place on the Mount of Olives, which is called the Garden of Gethsemane. He told most of them to wait there while he went over a little way and prayed. But Jesus took Peter and James and John along with him. Jesus knew that he was going to be crucified. And remember, Jesus is both a man and God. So, being a man, he was very unhappy about the thought of being crucified. And Jesus said to Peter and James and John, I'm very, very unhappy. Stay here and pray that you will be strong and keep watch with me. Then Jesus went a little ways away and prayed to God the Father. When he was through praying, he went back to where Peter, James, and John were. But they were so unhappy and tired that they had fallen asleep. Jesus said, Peter, are you asleep? Couldn't you watch with me for an hour? Watch and pray so that you will be strong and not fail. Then Jesus went back and prayed some more. When he came back, again Peter and James and John were asleep. They didn't know what to say to him about this. So Jesus went back again the third time and prayed, and he said, Father, your will, not mine, be done. When he went back, again Peter and the other two were asleep, and he said to them, Get up, here comes the one who betrayed me. Well, it was still night time, but sure enough, here came Judas and a bunch of soldiers with weapons and torches. Judas went up and kissed Jesus, showing which man there was Jesus. Then the soldiers came up to arrest Jesus. But Peter took out a sword and he swung it at one of the men. It sounds to me as if he were aiming to hit the man on top of the head and kill him. But instead he just chopped off the man's ear. Then Jesus touched the man's ear and it was all healed. That was kind of Jesus. It was a miracle, too, wasn't it? And Jesus said, Put your sword away. I could call my father and he would send thousands of angels. But if I did, how would the prophecies in the scriptures be fulfilled? So Jesus was arrested, and all of his disciples got scared and ran away from him, just as he had said would happen. First the soldiers took Jesus to the home of the high priest. Now, some way, the high priest knew John. So John then was able to go into the courtyard of the high priest's house where Jesus was taken. Well, Peter had decided to follow them, but he had to wait outside the gate. Then John went up to the girl who was on duty there and spoke to her, and she let Peter in. Now it was cold, and there was a fire in the middle of the courtyard. And Peter, wanting to see what would happen to Jesus, went and sat with the guards there by the fire. The servant girl went by, and she saw Peter warming himself. Then she looked closely at Peter, and she said, Weren't you also with Jesus? Peter said, No, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh-oh. What did Jesus told Peter that very night? That before the rooster crowed two times, Peter would say three times that he didn't know Jesus, right? 
and Peter had said that he'd die rather than say he didn't know him, hadn't he? And now, this was number one, the first time Peter would deny Jesus. But let's go on. Then Peter got up from the fire, went over sword into the gate, and guess what happened then? Why, the rooster crowed the first time. Well, another servant girl saw Peter, and she said to those standing there, This man was with Jesus. The girl asked Peter, You're not one of his disciples, are you? Peter said, No, I don't know the man. Oh, that's number two. Well, after a while, there were people standing near Peter, and one of them was related to the man whose ear Peter had cut off. And he said to Peter, Didn't I see you with Jesus in the garden? Then Peter began saying that he hoped bad things would happen to himself if he weren't telling the truth, and he said, I don't even know this man you're talking about. And that's number three. So what do you think happened then? Yes, right away, the rooster crowed for the second time. And Jesus turned and looked at Peter. And Peter remembered what Jesus had said. And Peter was very, very unhappy about what he had done. And he went outside and began crying. Well, as you know, that same day Jesus died on the cross. He was dead. And then Jesus was buried in a cave tomb. My, but Peter and the other disciples must have been so sad, right? Then three days later, early on Sunday morning, Mary Magdalene came running into where Peter and John were, and she cried out, They've taken the body of the Lord out of the tomb. We don't know where they have put him. She was so unhappy. Well, Peter and John jumped up, and they ran to the cave to see for themselves. John got to the cave tomb first and only looked in. But Peter got there next, and he just ran right into the cave. Then John went in, too. But, of course, they didn't see Jesus, did they? All they saw were the grave clothes that had been put around Jesus' body. But they still didn't understand about the prophecies that Jesus had to rise from the dead. They didn't realize that Jesus was alive again, just as he had told them would happen. Anyway, after this, Peter and John went back home. Well, though we aren't given any details, the Bible tells us that sometime on that first glorious day, on the day that we now call Easter, Jesus appeared to Peter alone by himself. Then Peter knew that Jesus was alive. He had been resurrected. I think that was so kind of Jesus to do. After all, though the Bible doesn't tell us, I think Peter was probably still feeling very sad that he had said he didn't know Jesus, don't you? Anyway, 
That evening, Peter and nine of the other apostles were in an upper room in Jerusalem, and two other disciples came to tell them they had seen Jesus all alive. And the apostles said to them, It is true, he is alive again, and has appeared to Simon Peter. Then the other two men told them how they had seen Jesus too, as he'd walked on the road with them, but they didn't know who he was at first, but then they'd recognized Jesus as he broke bread to eat with them. Well, Peter and the others were in that room, and the door was locked. But Jesus came right into that locked room and talked to them. And then all of them knew that Jesus really wasn't dead anymore. He was alive again, just as the prophets in the Old Testament had said would happen, and just as Jesus had told his disciples would happen. Of course, whatever God says will happen always does happen, doesn't it? And we know that Jesus is still alive now, isn't he? The Bible also tells us that Jesus will come back to earth again someday, and he will be king of everything and everyone. Anyway, that all happened in Jerusalem. But the disciples had been told to go up to Galilee and to wait for Jesus there, so they did. And while they were waiting, one night Peter said, I'm going to go out and do some fishing. After all, he was a fisherman. He could eat the fish or sell them. James and John and four other disciples were with Peter, and they said, We'll go with you. So they all got into the boat and went out onto the Sea of Galilee. I've heard that fishermen often work at night because it's easier to catch the fish at night. Well, at any rate, they worked all night but they didn't catch any fish at all. Then early in the morning, Jesus was standing on the shore. The boat wasn't too far from the shore, only about a whole block away, but the disciples didn't realize that it was Jesus. And Jesus called out to Peter and the others, Friends, do you have any fish? They answered, No. Then Jesus said to them, Throw the fishing net out on the right side of the boat, and you'll find some fish. So they threw the net out over the right side of the boat. And guess what happened? Why, the net got so full of fish that they couldn't even bring the net into the boat. That was a miracle, wasn't it? Then John said to Peter, It's the Lord. Well, when Peter heard that it was the Lord, he jumped into the water to go to Jesus. But the other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net with the fish in it through the water. And as soon as they got to land, there was Jesus with a fire burning and fish cooking and bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish you just caught. So Simon Peter went over and dragged the heavy net full of fish onto the land. There were one hundred and fifty-three fish in the net. That was a lot of fish, wasn't it? But the net didn't even break. Then Jesus said, Come and eat. And the disciples knew that it was the Lord Jesus. And Jesus went over and took the bread and the fish and gave it to them to eat. Well, after breakfast, it seems that Jesus took Simon Peter aside. At any rate, Jesus said to Peter, Simon, do you love me more than this? Now, 
in the language that the New Testament is written in. There's more than one word for love. And here, Jesus is asking Peter if he loves him very, very much. But Peter is going to answer in a way that means more as if you were liking being a friend of someone. So I'm going to use the words love or like. Is that all right? So Jesus had said, Simon, do you love me more than this? And Peter answered, Yes, Lord, you know I like you. Then Jesus said to Peter, Take care of my lambs. Jesus meant for Peter to teach people about what God wants and how to be saved and to encourage them and to teach them. Often the Bible speaks of Jesus as a loving shepherd and of us as lambs or sheep who need to be taken care of. Then Jesus said again, Simon, do you love me? And Peter again said, Yes, Lord, you know I like you. Jesus said, Take care of my sheep. Then Jesus spoke to Peter again, but this time he said, Simon, do you like me? And Peter wasn't happy because Jesus had asked him this three times. And Peter said to Jesus, Lord, you know everything. You know that I like you. And then again, Jesus said to Peter, Take care of my sheep. Then Jesus told Peter that when he got old, that he would be killed. And in this way, Peter would bring glory to God. Then Jesus said, Follow me. He meant for Peter to be brave and to do what God wanted. And after that, Peter was braver, even sometimes when it was hard to be brave. Well, then Peter turned around and saw John following them, and he said, Lord, what about him? Jesus answered, Why do you need to know about him? You just follow me. And that is all that the four Gospels Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John tell us about the fisherman Peter. But then the book of Acts tells us what Peter did after Jesus went back to heaven. The next time I'll tell you about that. You'll see that Peter became very brave and spoke to many people about Jesus and about how trusting Jesus would save them, would make it so that they could go to heaven when they died. And he kept doing this, even though in the book of Acts, it tells us that three times Peter got thrown in jail for it. I think you will enjoy hearing about Simon Peter's next adventures.